Hello again, this is Tournament in the Tea Break. You are listening to Roz Satar and... Anita Starr. Hurrah! Um, so yesterday was a big day. It was the round of 16 for the women. There was tennis matches galore. Uh, and we have our quarterfinal set, two of which played today. Uh, so let's kick off. Well, let's start off with uh, Simona Halep. She plays Petra Martic. Um, she looked in good form today, I think. Or yesterday, even. <laughs> Halep? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was surprised that she needed three sets against Dolhide. And, you know, it's in the heat here. I don't know how much that'll have taken out of her moving forward. But, yeah, she's, she's looking good. Yeah, I mean, Dolhide, I think, I wonder whether that was just another element of a player that she'd never come across before. Um, I don't know whether she underestimated me. I impressed. she said that, you know, she, the body's feeling a bit, uh, a bit of the pain. She's obviously had to rest that foot. Um, so I guess all other aches and pains are catching up. The foot's fine. It's just the rest of her hurts. So... Um, yeah, maybe that that'll have its effect. I mean, she's she's got Martic, who I think they've only played like way, way, way back in the past. Yeah, uh, in juniors. She said juniors, yeah. So that could have the same problem then that she had with Dolhide, where if she's not used to a player, hasn't figured out their game yet, that that could be a tight one. Well, it's funny because she says in the juniors, but if um, like I, I looked on tennis abstract and I think it was like a head-to-head of two-one, one of which I think was in the juniors, but then I looked on the WTA site and they look like they've split wins on the tour so obviously it's been in such a long time she can't remember um but anyway i think yeah i think she she comes into this from scratch i would i would say this is one that she should win and should win quite comfortably i mean yeah she absolutely should but with the comfort i mean i think she should have beat dolhide quite comfortably and there there's a second set tie break and so it's on it we'll see but this is a tournament that she's won the slow courts favor her so so you what do you reckon three I mean, I don't know. I, I'm inclined to say two, even two long grind ones. Okay. Well, it's quite windy out there. I mean, we're we're watching palm trees bend, which is somewhat alarming from from our growling house. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll 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 have to see about that one. Of course, the other one today is Carolina Pliskova and Naomi Osaka. Um, Pliskova, it's it's weird actually. I, I have a feeling that, you know, when, when I think about her year, she hasn't done well. But then I look at her results, and actually, she's been pretty consistent. I suspect she hasn't done well for what expectations she set on herself. But she's kind of flown under the radar this, this week. There's not been much attention on her. Yeah, and she's had some tough matches. I mean, playing against um, Zhang and then Anisimova, where yep. she, she trounced Anisimova in the first set. It was something like 6-1. But in the second, when Anisimova was starting to really wake up and be there, it, it put a lot of pressure on Pliskova, but she handled it well. Her serve kept coming through. So, it, yeah, I, I think it's one that Pliskova has a good shot at winning over Osaka here, but that could go three. Yeah, I mean, Osaka's been really good here. I sort of bumped into a friend, and she was with Sasha Bayan, and he was, like, chat- chatting away to us about how... You know, it's very important for him to um, like reinforce how, yeah, how she how she thinks and keep her positive on the court. I mean, she's a real scream in, in press, but um, do you think? I, I still think she plays with a, a fair degree of fearlessness. She doesn't really sort of put much store in. Oh my God, I'm playing a former U.S. Open finalist. Yeah, and that discussion came up in press yesterday when someone commented how young she is, and she she doesn't feel young. She said she's been touring since she was 14. I know. So I think she, does, she still has that youthful fearlessness, but she also has enough touring experience that 
she she knows how to get out of a tough match. Yeah, I mean, th- I think this one will be a, a, a tight three-setter. Definitely. I mean, it's... Because they're both playing at top form, and so it's... Yeah, it's, dif- it's a difficult one to predict, I would say. Okay. Now, obviously, we... It was a packed day yesterday, so everybody got got to play. And um, Venus Williams and Carlos Suarez Navarro, uh, along with um, Angelique Kerber and Daria Kazakina, get a day off. Uh, so let's focus on Williams and Suarez Navarro again. Carla's flown under the radar. Nobody really sort of um, has paid her much due until she gets to these kinds of stages. Yeah, was, honestly, when you were saying this, I wasn't sure if you're talking about this t- tournament specifically or her entire <laughs> career. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I mean, because she also, it's its not a critique because I, I think she wants to fly under the radar. I don't get the impression that she's some kind of a publicity hound who, who wants any more attention than she's getting because with her skill set, I'm, I'm sure she could. But yeah, so she's choosing to fly under the radar and it makes it, you know, all the more shocking when she does get these victories. But it was a tough quarter of the draw there. I mean, that's where um, Svitolina was mm. in there. Um, who she had to get, uh, Suarez Navarro had to get through Svitolina. And Svitolina was one of the favorites going into this tournament. She's had such a good season. She destroyed tiebreak tens in New York a week before. But yeah, I mean, that draw also on the Venus side included uh, Yulia Gerges and Sevastova, who have been doing well until now. And so that was really, I would say, oh, and Madison Keys, I forgot to mention. So really tough corner. And yeah, so it's down to Venus and Suarez Navarro, but... I mean, they've had some good battles, the two of them as well. Um, and I mean, Ve- we, we we spoke, of, we touched on this yesterday that you know, yes, um, when Venus uh, beat Serena, it felt like it was Venus's time to sort of carry on, sh- sort of shining the spotlight after Serena had, had been off the tour. Um, I mean, what chance do you think she's? I, I I would I would say odds on that she's going to get past the plucky Spaniard. Yeah, I mean. I would agree on any other hard court, almost. Except this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, this hard court that's like a clay court. As Waz would say, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, but then again, the, the way that it favors Venus is Venus has two feet on Suarez Navarro, and the balls are flying. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a strange tension between the slowness of the court, but also just how high the balls are bouncing, and Venus can just get them in a much better strike zone. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's going to be one one too far. But the one that we're really looking forward to, I, I think, for for the next day is Kerber and Kazakina. Kerber was, uh, she must have had like dinner reservations or something. She just screamed past Garcia. Yeah, and it was you could tell Garcia was getting increasingly frustrated. Which there there was a moment early in the first set where they played a really long game, and Kerber was already getting down on herself, heard shouts of Scheisse, and <laughs> there's the expectation for a moment that, you know, if, if she has that mental block, if she gets too negative, it's uh, Garcia could kind of capitalize on that, and Garcia failed to do that, and so Kerber just, after she got out of that game, she just ran with it. Yeah. Made no. sure not to get back into that negative space. And it was interesting. So it was only, there was only a handful of us left last night because it was quite late. And um, it was quite funny as they walked around saying, does anybody want these players? And it was, we were like, 
well, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, former number one and two-time slam champion about to win. No, but um, but funny little fact for you guys. Um, Kerber came in, uh, and we were all getting somewhat rowdy discussing. Um, it was after midnight. Almost. It was, yeah. It was all. It was, and we were eleven forty-five. I think was a press time, and she came in a little later than that. Yeah, we were, we were we were just like laughing and joking. And she walked in, and her eyes looked a little red. Nobody really wanted to mention anything. And then in the end, one of the, one of the journalists said, you know, what's with your eyes? And apparently, she'd, uh, in the rush to get ready, she got shampoo in her eyes. I mean, and she was, it was so cute. She was totally mortified that she looked like she had been crying, and she, she put her hands on over her eyes like a raccoon, just <laughs> mortified it, at it, but amused. And it was just, it was one of those, like, kind, very human moments that, you didn't always get from Kerber or yeah. the German people as a whole. And so I think... Just to qualify, she can actually say that because she German. is German. Yes. Um, but I think, I think you'd be hard Before we just alienate like an entire population. Yeah, yeah I stopped the song. Um, I hope that that was nothing rude. <laughs> and just, if it was, just cover your children's ears. That was just my comment on the British, you know, just equalizing it. Um... <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah um no I, th- I think her mindset for the most part having watched her and practice everything i think kerber's in a good place yeah i mean she's looked good in practice so it's quite um it, it, it's a cross between entertaining and exasperating to watch her get so down on herself although uh, as you rightly pointed out as we as we left off the shampoo gate it's nice to know that world-class athletes are as doofusy as the rest of us I, for the record i didn't call it angelique kerber a doofus i said she struggled with her motor skills yeah but which like, which is what kind of like you think <laughs> but you try after it, playing a match against carolyn garcia you try lifting your arms to carefully <laughs> shampoo like that's Yes, You're feeling it in your buys and deltoids <laughs> at that point, I'm sure. But, I mean, this, this for me is, is actually the pick of the quarters. Um, Kazakhin is, an, again, is an absolute scream. I mean, the, the match that she was talking about where her coach had said, look, it's nice, stay out here for two hours, was actually when she took out Joe Conta. Um, uh, but she, she then pointed out that she actually stayed out there for exactly two hours. Um, and, it's nice uh, to see a player listen to their coach like that. It's rare. <laughs> Oh, she was like, kind of. Why couldn't you say one hour? Why can't you say one hour and a half? But she's she's um, she's amazing actually because for such a young player, she's got such a good tactical mind. Whereas I think there are a lot of exciting young players coming out, and we've seen a lot. And we'll we'll do a recap of some of the some of the faces that have impressed us the most um, later on in the in the week from from the certainly from the women's side. But Kazakina, I think steps. Keeps herself, sets herself apart because she's got a very good tactical mind, whereas a lot of them don't have that same tactical nous. I don't think. Yeah, and if she gets under Kerber's skin early, mm-hmm. that can and she has the potential to do that. Oh, well, she already well, has, hasn't she? I yeah. mean, and so we'll see where Kerber's mind is at then. But overall, I mean, Kerber yesterday talking about, you know, no one in the press. I think it was you actually who didn't want to say the. Number 2017, <laughs> no one really dares to say that to Kerber, but she was in such high spirits that she even, when asked about, you know, bad spell, was like, oh, you mean 2017? <laughs> well, the thing is, all the way through Australia, because it was the first time I got to, to see her since the back end of the year, she didn't make Singapore. 
Um, you know, and obviously at the beginning of the year, lots of people were asking her about 2017. So by the end of her stint at the Australian Open, it was just like kind of, you know, it's a new year, I'm done. <laughs> so when I had to phrase the question, it was like, well, you know, is this Angie 2.0? Um, you know, a brand new Angie or, you know, uh, you know, an, a, an upgrade on the 2016. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, what, because you mean, you're talking about 2017? I was like, I didn't want to mention the number. I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> but but I, and, but I think that, that's, I think, the difference as well when you get Angie in a small group of people and not the big room as well. She seemed a lot more relaxed. Um, plus, yeah. I think, yeah, like you say, she's just at the point of exhaustion, so... <laughs> and all of us were. Yeah. I don't yeah. think she could have taken any of us seriously at the point, considering <laughs> I, I ambushed her with the first question was how she feels about dunking french fries and milkshakes, which she refused to answer. I'm <laughs> um, not happy about that. Yeah, so it's, I, I want answers. No. <laughs> on, on, on behalf, and I, sp- I mean, granted, we're not going to be in Europe for an awful lot longer, but I speak on behalf of all of Europe when I say that dunking french fries into a milkshake is obscene. This is from someone who eats a burger off a plate with knife with, with good reason. Diabetic, <laughs> I just wanted the protein. I didn't necessarily want the carbs around it. <laughs> However, what that burger and sauce and, ch- and processed cheese did to the plate is a whole other story that we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll share one day when we do a Facebook Live before we leave our growling house. Um, growling, burping, yipping. <laughs> Quacking house. Um, so, yeah, everybody's now like lost. Think that we've lost the plot, and you would be right, kind listeners. Um, today, of course, it's the turn of the men. We're going to have wall to wall round of sixteen matches, and we've not really shown the men much uh, attention at all, simply because uh, International Women's Day, the Williams, uh, this lineup has just to me has really sort of stood out I mean the only thing that stood out for me for the men and we'll go into more detail on this in um, tomorrow's podcast is again the young the youngsters are coming up and this seems this this feels like one where you know the old guard are kind of clinging on by their fingernails I mean well what's up to the old guard which is really just which is really just Roger at this point point. yeah Yeah. Novak was out after his first match against Tara Daniel Um, yeah uh, Rafa didn't even make it here um andy obviously so oh yeah and uh stan yeah it just there hasn't been much but uh i'm keeping an eye on milosh yeah now he is a, he's been a surprise to me because um you know I, I always marvel at how such a big unit can be such a fragile flower and everybody then sort of points out to me you know it's all about the proportion of frame um and that you know and, and milosh is one of these people who's frame proportions are slightly out which is why he gets a lot of leg injuries um but he's been again i I actually actually think it suited him to be out of the focus and that the focus has been on roger and was was on Djokovic, who um again we'll touch on this tomorrow but i did i did like his somewhat wry i felt like it was the first match i'd ever played on the tour which makes me which begs the difference (laughs) one wants to wonder what his first match on the tour was actually like um, but yeah, I mean, Chung was, you know, Chung kept himself together while um, Thomas Burdish went into meltdown. Um, and th- I think there's a lot of the old guard of players and even some of that Lost Boys generation that are actually now kind of, they, I think they are going to be the Lost Boys. And I always count Milos in, in that. So I'm going to be yeah. fascinated to see how he does now. So do you count Nick in that as well then? No, Nick I'd say is in, the, in, the, in that sort of upcoming next gen. Okay, yeah, because he... 
You're talking about Kyrgios. Yeah, Nick Kyrgios is already out. But, I mean, yeah, there's a few of them, that young generation. Um, Borna Koric is still in. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Chung played today. Um, better. It's going to be tight. And, I mean, even, like, Alex Zverev is out. But I think we came to the conclusion that because this um, tournament likes to vaunt itself as the fifth slam, the reason that Zverev went out in such timid fashion is because his mindset is it's a slam. Ergo, I must go out <laughs> early. And I, f- I feel, f- I actually feel for Alex. He, I think he made a lot bigger of an effort in press um, for the All Access. Or maybe it's because it's All Access and it's a lot more intimate and it's a lot more relaxed than sitting on that big dais and looking out onto an army of people just looking up and firing questions at you. I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him press to... To, to work it out but um, you know I, I actually genuinely believe that he was like I've, I've come to you know I've, I've, for me the season started so I think it's really unfortunate that he, he went out so early but yeah it's C'est la vie. but also I mean yeah c- comparing it to his other most recent results I don't know uh, one shout out of course Delpo is still in it Juan Martin yeah. Del Potro crowd loves him and we so, love him oh he's he's, he's great yeah. so he's the epitome of a gentleman actually he you know um, I'm sure he's had his his faults in his his younger days. I do remember the um, somewhat charged uh, interchange with Andy, and then Andy whining to the umpire, which was very very funny. But you know, he he is you know after everything that he's been through, I think he really just is so humble. At what you know, whatever happens now for him is like a huge bonus. Yeah. So I'd keep an eye on him too. I think. Like, yes, we're looking to the next gen, but, you know, I still got to keep our eyes on Roger and Delpo in this. So do we think that the uh, the next gen are just going to, you know, like, <laughs> an arm on the forehead with the next gen people, like, sort of trying to... I Yeah, I think, I like, I like think one of the old, older gentlemen is going to make the final, at least. <laughs> I, dare, I dare that, you to ask that, Roger. That, that said, older in the comparative, uh, only to the young More, More experienced gentlemen. Yes, and... So I, I'd love to see one of them. But, I mean, honestly, as much as I like the next gen, to see a final between Roger and Delpo, I would not complain. No, no, I don't think... I, I don't think, given, as you said, the, the number of withdrawals they had pre and, you know, early exits... Um, sorry, we just, we're just watching a tree make its way through our window. Um, yeah, given the amount of early exits, I think that will be the best outcome for, for the men's side of the draw. Okay, well, we will uh, cut it short there and we will be back uh, tomorrow with um, another look at how the men's quarterfinal, um, how the men's quarterfinal draw has wound itself up. Alrighty? All right, looks All like right. I'm going to be watching some men's tennis today. Yeah. <laughs> I think we ought to. All right, thank you very much. You've been listening to Roz Satar. And Anita Stahl. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.